Welcome to the Industries at Work Leaders Edge podcast. I'm Sandy Laycox, Editor-in-Chief of Leaders Edge. In a brief departure from our COVID-19 series, this episode features an in-depth conversation with George Cusera, Vice President of Product Management and Strategy for Patra. Patra has been providing process automation, account management, and other technology-based services to the insurance community for 15 years. And George has an extensive background in Silicon Valley-based high-tech enterprise software. This all comes together for a discussion of digitization in a philosophically conservative industry, the tech hype cycle and where blockchain falls, what Patra has been up to lately, and what a home run looks like for the company and its clients. The Council's Market Intelligence Director, Rob Boyce, is here with George for this insightful conversation. Give it a listen. Good afternoon, George. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So to start off with with a high-level question, and given your experience outside of the insurance industry and product management for enterprise software, what are a few specific technologies or processes that are currently making its way into the industry? Well, let's see. The insurance industry is basically leveraging the technology that I've seen go through other industries. I've done a lot with financial services over my career. And the insurance industry is, is really starting to, to take hold of process automation, um, a lot of uh, OCR, because there's a lot of documents involved, a lot of things that move processes effectively with technology. Uh, we're starting to see some robotic process automation and other AI uh, implementations help out. Um, really, the insurance industry is just like any other industry. There's nothing different about it, except for there's a lot of people in relationships. And so it's sort of a conservative industry. They've made investments over the years, um, 70s mainframe, you know, 90s PC, and they're a little bit slow and conservative when it goes to the digital age. But we're seeing that we're seeing that transition happen. And I'm excited to be part of it. Great. So why do you think that is that the industry has been you know, a little slow to adopt and, you know, given the, the relation-based, um, you know, aspect of our business, what, what technologies and processes do you think will have the most benefit the brokers? And then what, what about the consumer? Yeah. So what's, so first of all, I just want to say in enterprise software, it's normal to have sort of a bell curve of early adopters, you know, the tech geeks, they grab the first thing and then they're on what we call the bleeding edge of technology adoption. And then there's, on the other extreme, there's the laggards, the people that won't move until something's absolutely like turnkey and proven. And insurance is a little bit in the middle, but it's on the conservative side of the bell curve. And and that is uh, the reason why is because insurance, it's pretty much worked. Uh, insurance is conservative. Um, you know, you can look at the whole financial model. It's all about um, hedging against risk, right? So insurance industry tends to do things in a very careful and regimented way. Things are planned out. Things are um, orchestrated in a way that, you know, it's going to not cause any harm. That's their primary concern. And so it makes sense for the industry to adopt more slowly than other industries, if I look at it. Um, but the technologies that are, you know, like I said, it's about process and automation. There's a lot of people interaction. There's a lot of complex processes with insurance. The technology that's going to be most helpful is technology that helps First of all, automate the process so that things move streamly, and then digitizing sort of everything. Um, and and I don't mean it's going to happen all at once, but as you digitize things, you can get information and start doing things like data science more effectively. You can produce and compare documents for policy checking, for example, um, or for you know any kind of risk you know tracking for all the policies 
for example, a holder, making sure that everyone's got the right level of insurance, uh, what's called cert tracking, right? All these things um, are, can be automated as you digitize. And it's that digitization process that's gonna take a while in the industry. Right, well, taking that in, into account and given you know, COVID-19 and you know, worldwide work from home trends, do you think uh, our current situation could be in a way a force catalyst for tech adoption, meaning brokers and carriers alike will be, be more forced to utilize uh, tools that were previously optional? Yeah, I think that's a that's a good point. COVID and then the government reaction to COVID and and the business reaction to COVID has all basically converged to say, you know, hey, you know what? Things can happen that surprise you and process can be disrupted. The human interaction that used to be face to face or through some other process that was more, uh, you know, close interaction now has to be remote. People are using remote uh, teleconferencing now. Things are being either mailed, emailed, or, or otherwise. So it's definitely causing a disruption in the way things were done. So when it comes to uh, you know, product development at, at Patra, how has the current economic and political climate impacted Patra and its products? You know, could you argue that potentially the pandemic has been good for a business in increasing you know, your, your client's digital capabilities? And are there any new products or services being explored um, due to the current situation? Well, we haven't, we're obviously, I mean, everyone was in the industry was impacted by COVID and specifically, again, the lockdowns and the, you know, and the people being forced to work from home offices are shut down, especially for BPO. And we have a large BPO component of what we do. Uh, India, China, everywhere was impacted. So absolutely, our business was impacted. We're now at, you know, more of the capacity that we had at that time. Um, and we're more, more resilient because of that. And I think insurance companies are looking at looking for more resilience in their processes as well. And they're also looking for us to make sure that we help them manage some of this, uh, you know, I call it geodiversity risk uh, with service uh, delivery. Um, but the, again, I, I don't see it as a, I don't see it as like Patra is going to exploit this situation or, or, or our peers are gonna exploit this situation or anything like that. I see it as it, it'll, it'll move certain things faster than they otherwise would have been moved. And, uh, you know, what we're doing some, in several areas is probably going to be beneficial for clients as they, uh, as they want to diversify against the hedge against this risk. Right. So, so when looking at Patra's business process uh, outsourcing services, also known as, as BPO, as you mentioned, how do you measure efficiency regarding a product and, you know, measuring the value it brings for the client? That's a great question. Ultimately, how we want to measure efficiency is to literally go, go to have a conversation with our clients about, let's look at your cost of goods sold, and let's look at these various things, these steps in your process, or these, you know, these, uh, these things, uh, you know, let's just call them tasks that need to be done for your, for your clients as part of your cost of goods sold and your operational cost. Um, and let's look at that. If, you know, policy checking is 1.2% of your, you know, of your cost of revenue, um, you know, maybe we can help you improve the quality, first of all, to your customer, which is primarily what we're trying to do, um, but also help you erase some of the costs from that and maybe drop it down a, a couple basis points um, while we're improving the quality and, and reducing the risk for you. So that's the way we want to operate. We're not there yet. Uh, the way we look at it now is human process automation. How, how fast is the input and output being done? Uh, how much, you know, is quality improving over time? Um, and then how much are we improving the value to our customers by delivering them more information about what's going on with their business than, than they were getting before us. So 
those are the metrics I'm looking at uh, to deliver more value and ultimately help reduce cost as well. All right. So, so going off that, you know, insurance is heavily focused on legacy systems, uh, you know, agency management systems, faxes, PDFs, you name it, that, uh -huh. that ultimately fail to capture much of the data that will allow brokers to save time and increase efficiency. Are there any particular products that Potter is working on that will provide, uh, provide value to all insurance constituents? Uh, yeah, yeah, there are. Um, one of the things we're doing is we're uh, we're literally about to launch CertVault, and uh, CertVault is essentially digitizing the certificate delivery process. So this will help holders, brokers, insureds, possibly even carriers. Um, as you know, right now print and mail is very expensive. Um, again, there's more process risk for things not being delivered. Uh, print and mail, and even email, uh, doesn't have any kind of validation that the the cert has been received by the holders or even the insureds and the insureds and the brokers cannot go into any system now and see, okay, here's all my certs. Here's who's received them, validated reception of the certs. Oh, I'm going to resend this cert to this holder. Um, all that right now is, is very manual, very expensive. And cert fault essentially is a, digi a digital cert delivery mechanism. Going further, does this impact, um, you know, the policy holders and, and more importantly, the brokers from an E&O perspective? with you know, being able to capture more accurate data uh, in, the, in the system? Uh, yeah, it does. I mean, the E&O the e risk is often, uh, for cert faults, the E&O risk is not so much about the, the cert delivery per se, but it's about being having access, timely access to the cert, making sure that cert was properly formed and all that. And by being able to see instantaneously what was sent without having to wait for something printed or hope you have the same thing that was sent uh, for example, to the holder and insured, you can instantaneously see, hey, this is what this is what they got. Um, the insured can see this is what I got. Everyone's on the same page as to, you know, it's all in one system. Um, and so, you know, if there is an issue, you can see it right away, um, fix it right away. And we use blockchain technology to make sure that there's been no tampering, to make sure that the cert is, you know, authentic. And this is the actual version you're talking about. It also keeps the, everything secure and encrypted. Um, so, yeah, I think that provides tremendous benefit. You know, as, as you mentioned, this is the, the early stages for CertVault. And in the previous call, you mentioned you know, being able to build um, significantly to the, the current product. So could you give us a little insight on, on what the, the product looks like now versus how you envision it looking in, let's say, three to five years? Yeah. Yeah, like right now, we, you know, like I said, we process an awful lot of certs. I mean, we, you know, we have 60% of the top 100 brokers are our customers, right? And we, and for many of them, we process some of them very high, of large quantities of certs. CertFault is a single source where you can log in, and in fact, as an agency, <coughs> excuse me, you can log in and see all the certs that have been sent to who. You can see them by client, by holder, um, you know, who's been sent what, who's received what. Um, and who's, you know, basically who's opened it. Um, and so you have validation of reception of the cert, right? Um, in the future, what we want to do is we want to improve that and even have push notifications to say, you know, holder X has received your uh, cert for this insured. Um, we want to have, we right now it already works on mobile and desktop, but we want to improve that capability and start partnering with different industries to, so that you can literally have very quick validation that someone coming onto a job site, for example, has, um, you know, has authorization to work there. And if brokers can often this, offer this kind of functionality, 
Um, they know the insured is going to get the benefit of being able to say, yes, we can guarantee your holders. You can prove to your holder you have this cert in real time. Um, that'll be that'll be powerful, and that's the direction we want to go. Absolutely. So, um, so moving forward, you know, big picture is what else is Patra working on that's that's truly unique uh, to the market for brokers? You know, something that that isn't being done yet. And could you provide kind of an example through the broker lens on the process and, and what these products might look like? What we're trying to do is lead our clients to the future of insurance. So we we talk to a lot of of customers, we process a lot of work. Uh, for example, we, we do a lot of work on a, a premium payment. And we know there's 30 to 50 touch points to get, a, to get a policy or, you know, to get a premium paid. And so we see it ourselves, our customers tell us what, what they'd like. And what we've developed is a solution for premium payment automation. And uh, it's not launched yet, but it'll be launched in the, you know, in the near future. We are basically providing a solution for automating the whole premium payment uh, uh, for customers, for brokers, right? Um, and then uh, you know, that'll include uh, finance, um, options for finance, or just, you know, you can just take the payment, ACH or whatever. Um, but the whole thing is to avoid the whole manual process and human touch points and just do everything through this digitized format. And have a record for everyone that's a uh, that's authentic. Very interesting. So I guess this would be a kind of a B to B to C approach. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And right now we're already working with national partners, so it's a premium finance vendor, uh, to get this out and into the market. So literally right now, you could approach national partners and get on Pay and take advantage of this right now if you want to use their premium finance option as as the payment method. Um, we're expanding the whole solution out to brokers very soon. So what, what technologies in this, um, what, what technologies specifically will you be utilizing to, to make this happen? And kind of how will that journey look for the broker? Oh, for the broker? Yeah, so the broker, well, I mean, in the future, I mean, very soon, like in the next, you know, it's not going to be too far in the future, we're going to offer a solution for brokers to literally say we have a, we have a portal for making your premium payments and the broker will be able to decide maybe there's some finance partners that they that they align with and they're integrated into the system so someone can come in make their payments online and by the way you can sign the whole you know all the policy and everything online and then make your make your payments and um and then when you make your payments um you know it's done you get it, everyone's confirmed you know you get a wet signature if you need to we can support that but you can often do everything uh you can often do everything through the system very interesting. And so we did, you know, we did mention a, a couple, you know, buzzwords, block, blockchain being one of them. Can you elaborate on kind of the, the value that blockchain could bring to the industry down the road and maybe why you think it was, you know, so hyped up two, three years <laughs> ago and, and people aren't really talking about it today? Yeah, that's um, Gardner created this thing called the technology hype cycle, where at first something gets a lot of traction, everyone's excited about it, and then it gets into the trough of disillusionment where the interest drops way off. And then the real application for the technology starts to take hold, right? In other words, what was promised at the beginning starts to, you know, baby steps and starts to actually produce real value. <laughs> and so I, I'm not saying blockchain doesn't have some real value. It obviously does for cryptocurrency, but, um, and there's some other applications that it makes sense for, but just throwing, slapping blockchain on the hood doesn't make something magically good. And I didn't mean to use the term that way. We are using blockchain. It's a form of secure encryption. And what it allows you to do is you can also 
you can also do things like uh, have transaction history or any kind of change or update history with blockchain. And that's something we can see in the future. We're not leveraging today. So today, blockchain is literally just a, we have a third party authentication source to make sure they say this cert is an authentic cert. This is actually, this was not forged or altered in any way. It is an authentic, that's all we're using the blockchain for today. Uh, in the future, we could possibly update policies and show you this policy was updated at this time and include that all in the blockchain history for you. We're not doing that today. Well, are there, are there any other um, you know, more futuristic uh, forward-looking technologies that might be you know, even further down the road that you think is really interesting that might make its way into the, the insurance industry that you know, some of our listeners may not have even thought of or, or heard about yet? Well, I'm pretty new to the industry, so I don't think I'm going to be able to come up with some cool ideas. I am not new to technology. In fact, I've done a lot with data science and, and AI in the past at PagerDuty and some other companies. But I will tell you that um, the innovations we're looking at investing in, um, first of all, OCR is sort of table stakes if you want to do anything effective, you know, with documents and automating the, you know, analysis of documents. So, and then you can do things like um, you can do... Um, information to help you understand like NLP or uh, natural language processing and start to look at patterns or, or, or be able to explore and, and see holes perhaps in things that uh, you don't want to have. It can expose risk. Uh, by pulling a lot of data into one place, you can do all sorts of analysis on the data and um, you know, sort of like actuaries doing insurance today. Well, imagine doing that across all the policies you're issuing and the characteristics of them and, and all that. So we see a lot of change that's going to happen. It's just not going to happen overnight. Um, getting these solutions right is going to take some time, and um, adoption is going to be uh, something that you know slow, sort of slows it down a little bit. But we're working on things for process automation, uh, for you know AI, and for uh, being able to basically do analysis more effectively. You know that avoids most of the human error. And the idea isn't to that humans can't can't do things or the, the machines can make humans more effective. It's a tool. So that's the way we see it. And so we want to make the humans more effective at, at seeing what's going on. Absolutely. So you mentioned, you know, capturing data. Um, could you provide some, some examples of the specific, you know, data points or data sets that, that Patra is, is able to, to capture, particularly, you know, with something like Cert Vault that they could utilize and, and some, you know, examples of the value they could bring to their clients? Oh yeah, we can do. If, <laughs> I could, we could talk about this a whole show if you want. But the uh, for cert fault, for example, we we get the cert inf information in cert fault. So if the certs are in cert fault, they're not they're not just stored, um, you know, in a in a PDF con in a PDF way. We can look at the information on those certs, and we can show you information that's you know your information. We keep your information secure, but we can show you information. Uh, about the policies you're issuing, we can show you, you know, who's who's viewing what. We can. There's a lot of information we can show. We can help you provide more information to your insured uh, about their policies, about the the gaps potentially in their in their policies and those kind of things uh, compared to their peers. For example, if we say your peers for this kind of thing have a different policy than you do, you should be aware of this. That's a value add to the brokers. They can say, hey, you know, I'm seeing that your policy is not quite the same as some of the other policies. And we can do this all by keeping information anonymous and everything. Um, there's a lot that can be done there, but there's just enough going on with ENO risk 
Um, and for example, brokers, you know, sometimes insureds create a policy, get a get a assert, and then cancel the policy. Well, you know, <laughs> who's responsible for ultimately knowing that policy is up to date? Well, you know, there's a, you know some debate there, but it would be nice if the brokers knew that you know the the certs that they've issued actually are validated and made sure they're active. Uh, so they don't get hassled downstream by, you know, some claim that comes through that, you know, the insured's not covered for. So um, being able to show all this, all this risk, being able to show the exposure areas for things that aren't equally insured, and to be able to reduce just simply the errors is, is part of what we're looking at to do just with respect to cert vault. Um, when it comes to BPO processing, there's a lot we can do. If we're processing a lot of things for you, we can give you reports on the the changes in the behavior of what's going on. We can see what's happening. People are getting more insurance. People are getting less insurance. People are changing from this type of risk to that type of risk. All that information we can start to provide for you. And we want to start capturing that information for you and providing that to you. Yeah, that's definitely a need there. And you, know, you mentioned data security and, and that is a, a huge priority for Apache right now. And you know, given the, the current situation and you know, uh, people working from home and becoming more uh, vulnerable to cyber threats uh, and ransomware. Um, what, where does Patra stand? You know, what are you currently working on to ensure that, you know, your client's data is, is safe and secure? We have increasing love. We do security audits internally all the time. Obviously, we're SOC 2 compliant. There are several parts to our process that are really important. There's making sure that the timely work that needs to be done, well, all work's timely, but the some work is mission critical to be timely. We make sure, uh, especially in EB, for example, but we make sure the timely work the, uh, that needs to get done is done and then not dropped, right? Second, we do a lot of QA and internal auditing to make sure that we're, you know, the we're, we have very few and almost no errors. And then third, we make sure we have steps in place to catch those errors and remediate those errors as quickly as we can. We're not perfect, but we're pretty good. And we, uh, we're getting better all the time. And in fact, over this next few months, we're gonna be investing in some more technology that's gonna help make sure we have end-to-end -end visibility into all the work that's going on uh, in terms of the process and making sure that everything is QA'd to the right level. Absolutely, so could, would you say that you have, you have seen um, you know, the current pandemic um, <clears throat> and kind of this shift uh, from, from the traditional norms and, and working place, um, have you seen an impact on you know, not only from the cyber criminal space, but also from, you know, how people are using technology differently. Do you think this will have long-term impacts? Well, people are definitely going to be using technology differently. And there's always people out there that want to exploit, you know, the situation. I mentioned sometimes insureds exploit the system because the certificate of insurances are just point in time snapshots of coverage. So they're not proof of actual coverage, right? Um, and I, you know, I know most insureds don't do that, but some do. And those kind of risks, we, yes, we can provide more visibility that's more timely. The key is timeliness, right? It's not just risk, it's how long you're exposed to that risk. So again, if something's a paper process that's moving slowly, it's gonna take you a lot longer to identify that risk than if something's digital. And in real time, you could check the status of it, or it can be updated automatically with you being notified. So, we're, you know, obviously keeping things secure is table stakes, but on top of that, monitoring for changes and, and keeping track of changes is going to be a huge thing to reduce the exposure for that kind of risk. Absolutely. So, 
you know, to, end, to end on kind of a big picture question, when we last spoke, uh, you ended the conversation by asking me what a home run looks like uh, in any form or capacity. And I thought it was a great question. So I, I'd like to turn it to you and, and ask regarding your current projects and product development at Patra, what does a home run look like for you? And how do you measure that you know, over the next two to three years? What, what would you define as, as a home run? <clears throat> Yeah, so when I look at uh, Patra as a business, and um, I see that there's there's two parts to Patra. There's there's the Patra One, which is all the technology and that supports the BPO, and the BPO is ultimately our product, and that's the level I operate at. Um, so we do a lot of services for a lot of customers, uh, and the evolutionary change uh, that we can, you know, that like it's important that we keep evolving there and keep getting better, right? And so I see that doing that, I, you could say it's table stakes, but you can do that with a lawn, right? You can do that well. Mm -hmm. So we want to provide more value to our customers, become a business partner for our customers, provide them insight they don't have today, just with the business process automation and the, and the information that we have at our fingertips by doing work for our customers, right? Um, so I call that like a home run, and that is our customers are seeing us more and more as partners helping them run their business better rather than, you know, just outsourcing. And then the second thing is uh, the, what I call Patra Cloud, and that's the technology solutions that you can either, you know, buy or get as part of our service, but that are that are separate technologies. And I mentioned two. I mentioned CertVault and PatraPay. There's others we're exploring and solutions that can really be needle movers. They're revolutionary changes. They're completely changing you know we we think print and mail for cert delivery is going away even though 60 percent of certs are print and mail today and that's a, just a huge waste and so we want to help that change we think that's a huge change i mean that's a huge shift for the for the industry um but a home run in this area is really fundamentally changing the way business is done things there's huge time gaps between certain steps and processes i already talked about payment right Things that can happen, you can shorten those cycle times, those transaction times significantly with you and your customers. Um, you can get more time selling and, and interacting with your customers as brokers. That's, I consider it a home run. If we're giving you time back, you know stuff's getting done. Technology's helping you do your work faster so that you can spend more time FaceTime with real people. I consider that a home run. Absolutely, I think that's a great way to put it and it sounds like you have some very, very interesting um, you know, things on the horizon, some that are they're rolling out right now and some that we'll, we'll likely see in the coming weeks or months. So no, I really appreciate you giving us that, that download and you know, we really look forward to, to watching you roll out these products and it's an exciting time for Project. Yeah, well, I really appreciate you giving me this opportunity. Thank you very much, Rob. That was the Council's Rob Boyce with George Cusera, Vice President of Product Management and Strategy for Patra. Check out the companion conversation with Patra's president and CEO, John Simpson, and the council's president and CEO, Ken Carrar, coming up in the September issue of Leaders Edge Magazine. Thanks for listening.